Hi, this is Life Coach David. Thanks for listening to the Law of Attraction podcast. If you want to find out more about me or Law of Attraction Life Coaching, you can go to lifecoachdavid.com and contact me through there. I hope everyone who's listening to this is having a wonderful day so far and that you're attracting lots of wins. And Law of Attraction is so important to know about and to fully understand because it's something that's responding to all of us. So I don't know about you, but I want to be as high vibration as possible. I want to feel as good as possible, be as happy as possible, because I know not only is that better for me, I'll attract circumstances, experiences, and people that match that, that are also high vibration, that are what I want. You know, we always want to attract what we want, and that's why it's so important to know about the law of attraction at the deeper levels. And I hope that through the reading this book and other things that I talk about helps with that. So today we're going to continue with Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And I know I'm enjoying reading it. And hopefully if you've listened to previous podcasts, you're benefiting from it and using it in your life to help you with the law of attraction. So this section is called Porch Light Fury. For a number of years, I rented out a little cottage out back on my property. The deal was that the renters paid for their propane heating and I paid for electricity. Well, I had this young couple who insisted on keeping the front porch light on day and night. I talked to them and talked to them about it. No matter what, they'd leave that thing on until I was seeing stars. It finally hit me that I was dealing with an utterly pointless valve closer. Every time I looked at that cursed light, my valve would slam shut. My dinner would burn. My dogs would start fighting. I cut my finger. A loan appointment would cancel. Fireplace sparks would would singe my rug. And on and on. All while writing this book, no less. Talk about practice what you preach. So one day, reluctantly, I said, Okay, I'll find some blasted things that pleases me about those two and get this valve of mine open. I couldn't, or more properly, I wouldn't. And the light stayed on night after night while I fumed. By now I knew this was serious and had to be spreading like a nasty virus. So with a sulk, I decided to look for any blessed thing I could think of that was good about having them there. Well, uh, all right. They helped me with the yard, and that's a first. They're nice people to have around. They're very quiet, and on and on and on. It seemed like searching for a black needle in a wet haystack at midnight. But pretty soon, I could feel the resistance softening, and I jumped on it. Bit by grouchy bit, I expanded the feeling, and before long, I could feel the movement of feel better. No, not feel good, feel better, energy flowing through me. Their light went out that night, and forever after came on only briefly for visitors or groceries. I was flabbergasted, writing a book about it, sure, yet still amazed and thrilled at the continuing evidence that this stuff really works, even on porch lights. Was I justified in my annoyed reaction? Of course, but so what? 
It was hardly worth screwing up the rest of my world any more than I already had. Just remember, when you've got negative feelings of any kind flowing out, even about porch lights, they're doing a lot more than amplifying that situation. They're acting like the frontline defense of the Dallas Cowboys, blocking all of your wants from breaking through your massive line of negativity. At the same time, those negative feelings are attracting all sorts of other unpleasant events in the process. Worst of all, if it's a negative person you're getting all riled up about, you're being sucked right into their disconnectedness. How can it possibly be worth it? Any way you stretch it, no matter what the reason for the negative thought may be, the important thing is that your valve is closed. So get it open. And that's important to remember, of course. And it's so easy to get our valves closed, right? When, when we're annoyed about something or someone does something that's bothering us, it's very easy to get all upset about it. But we have to remember that by doing that, we're closing our valve and blocking it from improving. So the next section is called the treasure of touchstones. There will be times when a particular want or intent is so far into us that we don't know how it would feel, particularly if it's something of an emotional nature or related to spiritual matters such as a closer contact with our concept of God. How do we find the feeling place of something we've so rarely or perhaps never experienced? Or there might be times when all we want is to get out of or away from whatever it is we have now, yet we're not sure what it is we want to get to, except to feel better than we feel now. How do we find the feeling place of those nebulous kind of things? There are a couple of ways, and the first one you already know. You fake the feelings of what it might be like to have your desire, talking about it with imagined emotions, until your mouth waters and click. That's the direct way. The other is indirect, and one I approach with much reverence, for usually the feelings I am calling forth are from deeply cherished and very private memories. We've all had them, those special moments in life we can never forget nor describe. Moments we might call an epiphany. They are touchstones, locked away forever in our own secret treasure chest of life's most precious and significant encounters. On a quiet night, perhaps when the stars are bursting and the air is filled with nightly fragrances, find yourself a comfy spot, relax into the beauty of the moment, and take yourself back in memory to that special time. Or, as you sit musing by the window early one morning, watching the sun begin her trek across the sky, go to that touchstone in memory. Go to that never-to-be-forgotten moment in your life and allow yourself to experience its robe of loving remembrance fold about you. What was the flavor of that touchstone to you? Was it awe or unspeakable love or spiritual revelation? Perhaps supreme contentment or wild joy or nonsensical frivolity? The feelings need not be labeled, only acknowledged as a treasure of your being. Then, when you can find no other way to call forth the feelings of your desire, or in moments of despair, when you can find no thing to quiet your pain, when you can find no means to feel other than that which you are feeling, go to your touchstone. For there you will find the comfort of unconditional love from your inner being or expanded self. 
When your knowledge and your awareness is on that feeling place, you and your expanded self are one, and you will no longer be able to focus on your emotional block nor on your pain. Bring your heart's desire as an offering to this feeling and immerse that desire reverently into the healing energies of that remembered feeling. Or do nothing except bask in the feelings of that cherished moment. Rest with it and know that all is well. And that's the end of that section. And I like that. It's kind of like you recall something from your past that felt really good. And just remembering whatever that was, you're recreating that wonderful feeling. And you, and you just bask in that amazingness. And that's taking deliberate action, deliberate control of how you feel. And the next section is called The Magic of Appreciation. There are only three states of being we run around in all day long. If we could be even a little more aware of which one we're wearing during each moment of the day, we'd have a big leg up to changing our vibrations. The first one is called Victim Mode. This is the, oh dear, they're doing it to me again, and there's nothing I can do about it, frame of mind where we go nowhere but around in negative circles, forever magnetizing the same old, same old. Then we have the flatlining mode. In the flatlining mode, we're neither down nor up, just bumping along on second-rate gas. We're not flowing our energy to anything and surely not attracting anything. In flatlining, we're not only living the results of our own erratic flowing of energy, but that of everybody else's. Like attracts like. Remember that? Very unpleasant. And what most of us do most of the time. Then there's the turned on mode. Now you're up, you're on, your high frequencies are no longer attracting the negative vibes of others. You're fueled with the pure positive energy of well-being, vibrating in harmony with your expanded self, flowing positive energy out and pulling positive events in while being wrapped in unsurpassed safety and security. Victim mode, flatlining, or turned on, we will always find ourselves in one of the three. Our goal, of course, is to make it the turned on mode as often and as long as we can, which is why we look to the high, high energy of appreciation. The vibration of appreciation is the most profoundly important frequency we can hold, for it's the closest thing to cosmic love that exists. When we're appreciating, we're in perfect vibrational harmony with our source energy or God energy. Call it what you will. You can jumpstart it or you can jam straight to the feeling. It makes no difference. What's important to know is that one minute of flowing the intense energy of appreciation overrides thousands of hours spent in victim or flatlining mode. But take care. No fair just thinking appreciation. That won't wash. Thinking is out. Feeling is in. You can't just make a decision that you're going to appreciate something and let it go at that. There has to be that surge of significant emotion flowing up from the depths of your being for this to work. But neither does that mean you have to have just been saved from a life-threatening incident by 911 rescue to feel deep appreciation. In fact, flowing appreciation is really no big deal. You can flow it intensely to a street sign if you want. Don't laugh. I do that all the time to stay in shape. Like any skill, 
Flowing energy requires constant practice, and there's something so absurdly satisfying about flowing buckets of love, adoration, and appreciation to slow men at work. I flow it to stoplights, billboards, birds overhead, a tree stump, a dead animal, a winter storm, and of course, to people. Sometimes in the supermarket, I'll pick the meanest looking lowlife I can find and just open up and douse the unsuspecting soul with the highest vibration I can muster. Maybe it's appreciation. Maybe it's honest-to-God love. One time I did that to a scroungy old biddy who looked like she'd rather eat me than let me pass. I blasted her in that very moment. She wheeled around, searching angrily for whatever she felt hit her, while I smiled back in pure innocence. That's my hug-a-bum game where I envision me and a perfect stranger on the street or wherever rushing into each other's arms like we were all best friends who hadn't seen each other for ages. You start with acceptable targets, like someone you wouldn't mind sitting next to at a lunch counter if you had to. Then you move up bit by bit to targets that are increasingly difficult for you socially until finally it doesn't make any difference what kind of slobs they are. You just see and deeply feel the two of you joyfully recognizing each other and flying together in this gigantic bear hug as profound love surges between you. I don't know how many people I've done that with while walking down the street and watched them turn around to look for whatever it was they felt. The vibration of appreciation is also the highest, fastest vibration we can use for attraction. If we would shoot appreciation at anything and everything all day long, we'd be guaranteed to have heaven on earth in no time, living happily ever after with more friends, more money, more beautiful relationships in total safety and closer to the God of our being than it's possible to fathom. And that's the end of that section. And that is a fantastic reminder about appreciation. And it's fun to practice appreciation. When I remember to, I do it, and it's a huge vibration raiser. So try doing that as well. And I have time for one more section, and this is called Be In Love. Ah, the one has finally come into your life. You're walking on air with your head in the clouds, consumed with such a euphoric feeling, it defies description. You're in love. Nothing bothers you. The world is sweet. The day is glorious. It's spring in the middle of winter. Strangers are beautiful. You're floating. You're in love. Did you know that you can turn that feeling on at will? I don't mean the heightened sexual sensations, but the emotional intoxication, the heady elation. You can walk right out your front door and be in love. And I'm here to tell you that nothing but nothing feels as good or will raise your vibrations as fast as that. From there, you can either float on that vibration all day, knowing you are pulling in your wants, or you can put a specific want in the middle of that head-in-the-clouds feeling, flowing your newly spiked energy right out to your oncoming desires. Remember your first love, how everything seemed to fall into place for you, Problems seem trivial in a world overflowing with newness, like God just polished the sky. Be there again, be in love, and you'll feel yourself come intensely alive. The only thing missing will be the sexual turn-on. Other than that, everything else will replicate the real thing because it's the real thing. 
It's what you are. All you're doing is plugging back in. Besides that, it's a barrel of fun to pretend. And while you're at it, notice the buzz it brings to your body and that quiet stirring in the pit of your tummy. And that sounds really good to be, just to have that wonderful sensation of being in love. Again, another great vibration raiser that we can all deliberately do. So I hope you liked today's reading. Again, listen to it again. There was a lot of great information in there. And practice it for yourself and use it in your own life so you can be an experienced being at a high vibration because it feels really good. And of course, the better you keep yourself feeling deliberately, the more you're going to attract what you want. The more you're going to attract circumstances that keep you feeling really good. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time for more of Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting. And have a wonderful high vibration day. And again, lifecoachdavid.com. If you want to find out more about me, I'm wonderful, amazing law of attraction of coaching. Thank you.